Welcome to the Fifth Tile Podcast, a Fifth Trooper production. All right, and we're back with Jason from GCT Studios, the makers of Bushido. How's it going, Jason? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're great, man. We're really excited. Uh, we were talking in the in the little pre-interview that uh, our booth was next to yours at Adepticon, and, and we had briefly talked to you guys there, and then uh, Evan did a demo at Gen Con, and, and then he talked to me about it and showed me the... Uh, what what is it, Evan? The little the gremlins, those. Oh, the uh, Jay's got a theme. He loves anything gremlin. So we're gremlin we're or goblin. About, uh, I'm a hundred percent on board. Uh, the savage wave starter. Yeah. Uh, got some of them. Uh, like in a game called Malfo, there's the, the bayou with all gremlins there too. So it's just like one unified. <laughs> one unified theme <laughs> yeah and then back in uh original you know warhammer like fantasy seventh and eighth edition i was playing the orcs and goblins too so i just as soon as i saw that i was like oh i'm sold yeah like give me all of that <laughs> oh you should like it. if you play the malifaux especially these ones can also uh they can grow the uh the war band as you play uh what was it get your brother or something like that in malifaux yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. The, the Bakamono can summon from the shadows, so they can just bring more Bakamono out of the tunnels and things like that. Um, oh, that's cool. There's a, a particularly so horrible one that's just come out. He 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 looks disgusting. He's basically. It turns out that Bakamono lay eggs, um, and <laughs> as you kill one, they they there are two eggs inside every Bakamono. So you, you know, you kill one, you get two. Um, so he oh. literally has that as a rule. If you kill him, you replace him with two. Um, back him on all with one wound. Um, oh, that's I'm cool. so happy right now. That's awesome. I'm so that's awesome. happy. <laughs> Is that the, the uh, Yami really Mora? Nice. Yeah, it just looks disgusting. <laughs> Love to oh, see it. Okay. This that's is actually really cool. Great. This is gonna be great. You're in trouble, Evan. <laughs> oh, good. I hope so. So, I did the uh, I didn't. So we 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 purchased um the starter two player starter because that's um in our eyes that's like a core you know a lot it's people come up and say hey I want to get you a miniature game I don't want to jump in with two thousand dollars and then realize I hate it uh so a two player starter is always like double thumbs up for me because uh, yeah. it's just an easy like you know do this so we did that and then I'm thinking well. Jay and I like to customize everything we do. So uh, <laughs> I showed him Savage, the Savage Wave, and I did the prefecture of uh, Rayu. Um, and uh, just because it looked very like traditionally uh, samurai, <laughs> I guess, like uh, uh, for lack of a better word, I'm sorry, <laughs> just very like uh, on brand, I yeah, guess. So they're the samurai army faction. It's They're all samurai or Ashigaru, which are the non noble foot troops. So, yeah. Awesome. Any um, of you, I mean, any of you samurai movies, there'll be inspiration in the the prefecture army. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, I'm really hoping. Like, uh, so we had we had just talked briefly before. Um, oh man, that's an awesome model, the uh, Takahishi Hero. Like, that's really cool. Actually, <laughs> uh, we'll put some pictures up over. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, in post, uh, but um, you know, we had you uh, I'd mentioned that like uh, I'd really been at the test of honor. And I was kind of bummed out that the game, like they, I remember being at a Nova, this was 2017 and they really sold me on it. He's like, yeah, it's a, 
it's a pretzel and sake game. It's a new thing. It's going to be great. And then like I bought in terrain and everything and uh, the game just disappeared. And then I'm like, I actually was just about to get rid of that terrain. It's all like, uh, like, um, like they have like the rice huts and the town, uh, town tower and everything. And I made little carts and then I walked by this booth again. I'm like, Oh, they were, you know, like I actually had time to stop. I wasn't playing Legion or anything. I'm like, Oh, you know, Bushido, I remember like, I remember seeing those guys and I saw a demo and I was sold immediately. I'm um, just like, <laughs> Oh, you, it's a two foot by two foot go on, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't need a six by four. I don't need a, um, so to that point, what would your, um, uh, my question, I guess, is what would your elevator pitch for the game be? Like if someone came up to you and they're like, tell me about this, how would you describe your game? Uh, so uh, it's a 28 mil skirmish game. Uh, it's about seven models aside. Um, the uh, the really important part of it, like you say, it's two by two, which means that if you played at home, you've got space to play. It doesn't matter where you live, really. Um, and if you play in a store or a club, if they run Magic the Gathering, which everywhere does, they've got space for Bushido because we take up less space than a Magic game. Um, so most game stores and clubs love it because it's not um, taking up six people playing Magic space. It's taking up two people playing Magic space. Um, and, and you can have a, a full tournament in, in a really small space as well. Um, the actual game itself... Uh, You'll, uh, when you play, you'll find that it's not just about killing the enemy. Uh, we have a tournament pack out for, um, for Masters tournaments, um, and it's very scenario-based. It's not just kill all the enemy models and win, which really relieves things like the first turn advantage that you get in some games, or um, you, know, the, you can make a gun line if you want, and you can probably kill all your opponent's models, but he will have won the game while you were doing that because you have to get all these objectives or in the zones or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, the other big selling point, um, if you saw the demo, you will have seen the uh, the melee exchange mechanic. And this is my favorite thing about the game uh, because it's uh, if you've played a lot of skirmish level games like Guild Ball or something like that, you can your opponent often will go, oh, you know what? I need threes to do this. I've got this many dice. Then I just need fours. I can work all this out. And then like it's like, oh, well, now we're just sort of rolling dice to see whether you do it or not. You've worked out that it's it's seventy percent likely yeah. to win the game, uh, but with this because you're both assigning attack and defense dice into your pool, you never know what the odds are going to be until you roll. So you oh, can't plan yeah. that far ahead. And there's all the sort of mind games, you know. I mean, the amount of times that I've got my biggest guy and charged into somebody and then rolled all defense because I I know what my opponent's going to do and he's. Uh, 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 and it, it, he he's not expecting that basically, and then I my defense uh, special defense triggers, and I get to do something, um, or you know, somebody comes at you with your guy on one wound left, and you roll all attack because you've got reach, and you manage to kill them before he kills you. Um, those mind games uh, that you can play with the abilities and the the, the key feats, and then just assigning those dice, uh, it, it's different to anything else I've played. Yeah, it kind of. I was pitched to it as um, it's like liar's dice. Uh, how that the one guy was kind of uh, at the booth was explaining it to me, and they were rolling. And I like the idea that it's like, so Jay and I play a lot of combat miniature games, and <laughs> it gets to like, like, like when I was trying to explain to somebody in my office how 40k played, 
And, uh, you know, I'm like, well, you roll to see if you hit and you roll to see if you wound and then they roll to see if they take the damage. And they're like, what? You know, like, the Australian <laughs> like well, now you need fours, now you need fives. And they're like all this kind of ch 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 stuff. And even Legion, which is much easier, just like roll, look for paint. And then you roll your dice and you look for paint and you kind of like just line them up and be like, uh, okay, you take three. Like even yep. that is just like it, it, yeah, it's, it's fine and it works and it's what it is, but it like, there's not any like mind, like, like you said, the rolling in the mind games is really cool. Right. And the combat, you, you dream of samurai and they're doing the cool movie thing, right. Where they're both standing, waiting for the other guy to like uh, go. So that's a really cool uh, combat system. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's made possible because we only have seven models aside. Like, you know, if we, yeah. if we had the hundred models aside, like forty k, it'd probably get bogged down really quick. But um, yeah, we can make every single action that every model does meaningful and you know have an effect on the game. You know, it's it's, it's going to help you win at some point. So what what drew you to kind of the theme of Bushido with with all the samurai and and then extending it out? What was was that something you were really into when when you guys started developing the game? So um, I wasn't working for GCT when they first created the game, but um, they used to play Confrontation. And, ah, uh, uh, yeah. Obviously, that's uh, another game that like a lot of people really love the mechanics for, a lot of people love the aesthetics for, and uh, it went away. And um, they they were looking for something else to play, and couldn't find it. So they created Bushido partly from that and from other games that they play, and then their own ideas. Um, and uh, I think it was again, it's, it's like when you've got that that melee mechanic, which is very cinematic. You want to take advantage of it with something, and uh, sort of Shaolin monks versus samurai and like the giant oni and things like that. Is something that you can really do that with, you know, the and the, the sumo guys as well for that matter. Um, you know, they they all have different fighting styles. Um, and you know, it's a it's a fantasy genre based around um melee combat. So I think that's that's one of the reasons. Uh, I think also at the time, you know, this the, the game's quite old now. It's uh well, I won't say old, it's it's just had a new edition, but it's 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 been around for about uh 11 years, I think so. Um, at the time, there wasn't really anything else with a miniatures range like that as well. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Malifaux was a few years off doing the 10 Thunders. Um, the, the the board game, Risen Sun, uh, was, was 10 years away. So um, I think they just took advantage of a gap in the market and, uh, and, and made something which has turned out to be unique. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too, because a lot of these games and, and this one in particular, I love games that can spread out as the theme, you know, especially like w with what we were just talking about, you know, with the, the goblin or gremlin like faction and then, you know, foxes and and and, you know, I saw some of the um, the ones that were water based with the guy with the crab legs. I forgot his name, but like that looks amazing. Um, and I just love that ability of these games to do that. So for you, when you're coming up with new ideas or when the team's coming up with new ideas, do you find that like more freeing that you have kind of this wide brush that you can paint with? Or does that kind of hinder some of the stuff that you want to do for the future? Uh, no, I think the um, if if anything, 
the the huge breadth of um, Japanese folklore um, has given us more than we will ever be able to use. Um, so you know we can we can happily just take creatures from uh, Japanese mythology and just make models for them and write profiles for them, and um, that could fill up our uh, our release schedule for for a few years to come at least. But um, yeah. we try and do a few other things as well, and, and obviously we want to emphasize um, the fantasy side. So sometimes we, we do write our own stuff as well, um, and the. Um, uh, the, the different samurai clans want different things so uh it's it, having having that that to fall back on is really good um now I, when i first started i was just given the concepts and then i sometimes get sent some artwork and have to write the profiles for them uh and over the years i've, I've also done some some concepting from scratch as well um but uh I think most of my stuff, because I, I, I'm the developer, so I, I mostly do writing the profiles and new rules for things. Um, a, a lot of my stuff comes out of like, uh, uh, for example, one of the first things I did, the Ito clan were having trouble using their priestesses, the Shisai, uh, because they have a rule that says the more Shisai you have, the better they get. But mm. you don't want to take too many because you need your samurai and things as well. Uh, Shisai mm. are spellcasters. So I made a combat Shisai, and that was just a, a model that the, the faction kind of wanted to help it along a bit. Um, yeah. And that's been that's been often my niche. That's um, uh, Mechanic's first model. Um, but I do also like uh, the, the, the opposite way of doing it is uh, a top-down model where we just say, hey, we've got this idea. How would that function in the game? Then you just write those rules, whatever they are. Yeah. And then, luckily, we've got some good playtesters and developers uh, as volunteers, and and they make sure that it all fits and works. No, so another point I'd like to point out about the game too uh, that I think is really cool is like, right, your your model is you're about seven models, like average, we'll say. Um, and so I remember when I first started getting into miniature gaming, this was my first game was War uh, War Machine, and I bought elves. The, they just came out and I didn't know what I was buying. And, but everything was so expensive that the only thing I could afford was just Warcasters. <laughs> Cause I, I didn't know what to, like, I didn't know you can only have one. A Warcaster was like 20 bucks, but a box of guys was like 60. And so it was hard for me to like, I wanted to play, but I couldn't afford the buy-in uh, besides like some real basic stuff. So, you know, looking at your models here, I mean like a, uh, these are, these are pounds. So however you listen to this, convert it into, whatever currency you're using. Uh, but uh, like, you know, 8.95 for a model, that's like a seventh of your army or maybe more is really reasonable. Like actually, like if I was, if Evan of like, you know, 17 years ago had found this game, he would have been ecstatic because he could have bought a model every paycheck and like, you know, not like have to, you know, like it's just like the affordability of the game is very nice. It's, it's cool to see that or it's like, Hey, you know, um, uh, we're a, a game where you don't need a whole lot of models and they're not like going to kill you to be not spending $60 on 10 space Marines that you need 90 of, right? Like, it's just a cool concept. I really like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we spent a lot of time, especially in the new edition with working out the starter boxes as well. Um, so, uh, by choosing the models specifically or having new models sculpted for them, um, We've managed to get the five model starter boxes down to forty dollars, 
and um, wow. uh, the I think the the Bakimoto one has got seven models in it, uh, but they are quite small, I guess. But um, <laughs> it's uh, that that's the the only one that's really different, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, th I mean that's done to, obviously to uh, as a a way to get people into the game, but uh, five models plus five uh, every model comes with its own profile card, so you don't need other rules. Um, those boxes also come with five special cards. Um, it's a really good way in. Um, at Gen Con, we were selling those eight, uh, eight was it £8.95? We were selling those I think so. $10. Yeah. So, yeah, $10 a miniature. It's it's not difficult. And you can, as long as you buy the same faction, you can pretty much mix and match whatever you want. Um, it can get more complicated. There's, there's theme lists and, and things like that to, to sort of guide you, but you, you literally can mix and match any faction models that you want. Uh, as long as you buy the same faction so it's pretty easy to get into that way yeah yeah and i mean and along those lines too like even the new the two player starter set is what 70 70 pounds which is about 80 82 bucks or something like that and so like if you get a buddy like evan and i want to get into it we're just putting in like 35 40 dollars each and now we can yeah. we go off and we can play and 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 play against each other which is better than most board games at this point in life right like, yeah geez yeah uh yeah again um it's it is a weird thing when you get into games development you think oh cool i get to make up new cool abilities and uh decide what models do um we i, I put months and months into working out the two-player starter uh because the previous two-player starter just had two factions in it and um, that was great, and people would buy that, and then they would go, oh, I'm going to move on to but a different faction, so I've just got these these models spare now. And, you know, I guess you could build them up to be an, an extra faction and stuff, but uh, the new two-player starter has got 10 Ronin models in it. So they do split into two um, samurai houses, and you can fight them against each other, um, and you can expand on those lists as well, but... If you choose a faction, so uh, like you said, you, you're looking at uh, Savage Wave, uh, there are models in there that work for the Savage Wave. So you can keep some of your models and whichever faction you choose, some of those starter box models will still continue to be useful. That's awesome because, you know, like I can't tell you how yeah. many people when uh, Legion started, they're like, when it first came out, they're like, all right, I just want Rebels who wants Empire. Right, and they didn't have anyone to split the box with, so or they just have like a you know a couple boxes of just like random like oh, I got a Vader and two stormtroopers. I just sat in a shoebox for like three years because I didn't you know I didn't really want them, but I needed the starter set to get all this other stuff. And I can't use them with anything else, so that's actually a really ingenious idea and something I really haven't seen before. In a normally you're you're right, they do like the two faction starter, like you're just here's like the good guys, the bad guys pick, you know, which one you want, but to have generics that wrong term, maybe, but just like a generic uh, Ronin character who can go to a few different spots. So you're not like, you're not wasting your time, but you're building and painting them only to just have them sit in the shelf because you decided you want to play the, you know, the, the birds uh, getting their name wrong <laughs> here, but you know, the, uh, a different faction completely. So I think that's pretty awesome. Shinto the uh, Shiho clan, right? Okay, all right. Oh, the, the eagles, yeah. I yeah, thought you were talking about the dissension, but uh, yeah, the uh, eagle clan of samurai, as opposed to the, the dissension who are the Tengu, the, the bird people. 
Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just looking at the symbols. Like I had, uh, honestly, when, uh, uh, when we were talking and we were ordering stuff, I kind of did like, I just did a quick glance at all the, the starter boxes. I'm like, well, that'll be like good to get like some, you know, a couple games in and just have, have some feeling for it. And, uh, uh, yeah, the, the Tango are actually pretty, pretty dope too. Like a lot of cool, like, I'm glad it went to the fantasy uh, side of it a little bit. Uh, that's why I always thought, again, I keep referencing test of honor, but, um, I always felt it needed something a little, a little spicier. Uh, cause it was like trying to be like a more action miniature game, mm. but like, it just felt very like, uh, rifles are real good. Turns out when no one else has one, <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, I shot your samurai, the bow. And now he's just toast. Like, Oh, okay. I mean, thanks. But so that's cool. Um, oh, okay. So next thought I had for it. So you mentioned, um, tournament, like organized play. Do you do stuff for that? Yeah. So obviously we've, uh, we released the new edition and then COVID happened. So we're, uh, we're Sad. a lot behind where we wanted to be with organized play kind of things, but there's, yeah, there's a tournament back. Uh, we had a tournament at Adepticon. It was 32 players. Okay. Uh, we had a tournament just before that UK games expo, which was about the same. Um, sorry, just after that. Um, so that's that's sort of what we're looking at for major events is about 32 player tournaments, um, which is it's a decent uh, size for a skirmish game, really. Yeah. Um, the uh, the the tournament pack has got uh, 12 scenarios in it, and they're sort of split into different types of whether you have zones or objectives or uh, what we call VIMs, a very important model. Uh, which is uh, like your messenger or your diplomat who has to be in a certain place at a certain time to score you points. Um, and like I say before, all of the scenarios, um, scoring is something that you wouldn't be doing anyway. It's uh, one of my gripes at the moment with 40K in particular and, and games like it. There's a lot of scenarios where you get points for killing the enemy or you get points for just advancing up the board. Is like, oh, I was going to do that anyway. I might as well do it because I'm going to get these victory points as well. Right. Uh, but Shido is is very much, you have to spend your actions to get victory points um, rather than killing the enemy for that action. So uh, it's, uh, it's it's very much a choice of when you want to score and when you want to fight and, and things like that. It's, uh, it's, it's a thing to learn in itself. Once you've learned the rules, you kind of have to learn how to win. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because it, it, a lot of you're right. A lot of games just even even with games like Legion where there's objectives, it's still a lot of the time just comes down to just killing, right? <laughs> Defeating your opponent by taking their miniatures off the. So I really like the concept of uh, having to having to strategize about how I'm going to spend my resources in order to accomplish or take the win really overall. Uh, and something we've just started doing, which I'm hoping to expand as much as I can. Um, we've got uh, a new type of event where uh, essentially the, the the winners of each round, we total up and there's a, a questionnaire on the results form uh, and who wins each round. And then the winner of the overall tournament will affect the ongoing narrative of the game. Oh, that's uh, cool. So the uh, very first yeah. one we did... Um, it was uh, it was literally a big question right at the end. We announced the overall winner, gave him his prize, and then said, "Right, you've read the story. It's in the tournament pack. 
you know, each scenario had a little bit of story next to it. Uh, you get to choose who is the hero carrying on. And um, we didn't we didn't sort of say exactly what would happen for whichever one he chose. But um, if uh, he, he chose um, uh, the guy you were looking at earlier, actually, Hero Takashi. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so he uh, he became the uh, the new daimyo of the clan, which also makes him oh. governor of the Juar Isles because um, the guy at the tournament who won chose him. Uh, if he hadn't, Hero may well have been killed. Uh, oh, okay. Father would have been as an ancestor spirit. Oh, that's okay. That's pretty righteous. It's you know it's nice creating your own IP because you can just do stuff like that. Like there's there's a thing in Star Wars where one thing it's a giant conglomerate owned IP, right? So anything's got a there's like a board of directors who did need to make sure, but like every character is like they anytime they talk about Palpatine, they have to say he's pulling the strings. Like on his Legion card, it says pull the strings <laughs> and Rise of Skywalker, like, oh, he was behind the scenes the whole time, pulling the strings, right? Like it's very like that's him for better or worse, but they can't just like axe off Luke if they felt like it. Right. They're not like, oh, well, maybe in um he died in Shadows of the Empire. Sorry. Right. Like, or this you can just be like, Yeah, sorry, dude. Do you uh uh Takashi's gone, man. Don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, that's just it's kind of cool that you can just do that on a whim. Like uh, that's 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 nice owning your own like uh you know control over it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um my my other other job is uh, is working for another games company and we do um miniatures games with IPs and it's much, much harder to write organized play just because if you want to include yeah. any of those characters, it's then this needs to go to approval and things. So, yeah, it's, it's great with this where I just I phone up Gordon and say, hey, we're going to kill Hero. And he's like, well, if you have to. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have to, I guess. <laughs> uh, and but yeah, I... the, the other um, thing that we get from the, the Masters tournaments is if you run a, a Grandmasters, which we... We're, we limit how many you can have, um, but um, I'd like to increase the number. We had three this year, uh, but the winner of that actually gets to work with us to concept their own profile and model. Oh, uh, that's cool, uh, too. They yeah. approve concept art and ask for changes, and uh, they they uh, either tell us what they want for abilities or they sort of describe the background to the character, and, and we'll write it for them. Uh, they can be as involved or not involved as they like, Um I've had everything from two pages of background and a fully detailed profile card written to um, can we have some kind of water dragon, please? Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, but it's uh, yes. Yeah, I don't think there is a better prize in wargaming than that. Everybody wants to make their own model. Um, yeah. Some of them get named after the uh, the person who concepted them as well. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to have. And then you know, you go to the next tournament and you're using your model. It's uh, that's awesome. Well, I think that's all. I mean, I, listen, at, at its baseline, the three of us here, we're all gamers, right? And that's that's how we got into everything we're doing. And there's nothing more than you want than to have some impact on the game that you love, right? And so and for you guys to do stuff like that, and, and even that, that earlier story, we're having him pick which one, and that depends on where the story goes. And now you're going to let them create their own, their own hero that can go into this. I think that's, you know, that's how you work with the community and the fans of your game and in, in, in the right way and show them that they have a connection to this game. That's more, 
that's not as superficial as just like buying it off a shelf and you know, you know fanboying about it at, or, or fangirling about it at a at a sh- at a trade show you know this is actually hey i i can if i win and if i do well at this game and 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 give my time to this and my money to this that i can actually be involved on some level that's i think that's really cool yeah and it's it's not just for uh, for gameplay as well so he, uh um a while back we ran a uh, um there's there's some special cards called terrain cards uh which let you add your own terrain to the game so for example one of them's just a rice bale barricade uh, and it's just basically a thing that's in the way um it, everybody seems to think that that's the best card in the game right now which is why i mentioned that one but other ones are specific <laughs> things like the monks get a roadside shrine which make them focus easier so they get more chi energy um and there's there's lots of these things. Uh, we had one to just show off your own modeled terrain, uh, and the prize was to write your own terrain card, so you get another one in the game. Oh, that's um, cool. I'm hoping to do one coming up for write a short story, and we'll include it in the next tournament pack. Uh, every scenario has a little short story next to it, um, and uh, yeah, again, if uh, uh, whoever wins that will get some kind of uh, prize similar to that or they'll, they'll have their story included but maybe we'll also uh, let them write a, an event card or something like that and then use mm. their uh, words for the flavor text on the card oh that's super um, cool so, yeah I, I think that's how yeah. you keep communities together and interested in your game that's beautiful i um no that's actually super super neat so that made me think so you're talking about uh, creating your own stuff. Uh-oh. Here we What's go. What's your? Yeah, here. This is this is my hardball question. The one I've been saving for the last, uh, you know, my last big throw here. Uh, okay, do you have a pet faction or a unit you just really like? Like that's your favorite of what you've created. Um. Uh, yeah, I've I've kind of got two at the moment. Um, okay. So, all right. All right. Do all right. Um. I well, let's. Uh, I'll start at the beginning. I before I worked for GCT, I used to play the Temple, all the monks and everything like that. So I've always had a soft spot for them. Um. And I won the first ever Grandmasters tournament, and got to make my own model. Um. Oh, so that's that's awesome. That's named after me. He's called Master Enos, uh, and he was the first one, which is is kind of cool. And then eventually. You know, they let me make as many models as I want. So the the <laughs> uh, <laughs> so but obviously he's like the, the he's special for me. Um, but uh, after I started, the first new faction we did was the Bear Clan, and um, I don't know why the artwork for Aya Masima from the Bear Clan. She's just a, an Ashigaru. She's got an eye patch, um, and as soon as I saw the artwork, I immediately understood the entirety of her character and what her profile card was going to be. And she's been one of my favorites mm. ever since. Um, Cause uh, I just looked at it and thought, yep, she's just what she's that, that Ashigar. It's usually a male character. I think in most um, fiction, but she's that one who's been through everything. And she's just here, she's doing her job and she doesn't really care what the enemy are doing. And, you know, I don't care that it's a fish man or a ghost or, um, uh, 12 foot red demon ogre thing carrying a Tory arch uh, the, the way through it is to you know form your line stay in your defensive position beat it to death with a club if you win the battle you won't die that's that's her her whole thing she's just a veteran of so many 
fights that, that she she just gets on with it. Um, and uh, yeah, so she, she was. Uh, that's the first time I've had that sort of reaction from a piece of artwork. I was just like, yes, I know exactly who this person is. Um, and uh, re more recently, there's a, a falconer called uh, Zama. Um, and yeah, again, I just I saw the artwork and I was just like, ah, this is. Um, I'd, I'd read uh, an article about an actual Mongolian falconer, um, and she's. Um, it's, I I I I won't go into it, but you can you can Google it. There's a big article about this uh, this woman who lives her entire life as a falconer, and she um, she's one of the few women who does it, and um, she's risen to the the top of the profession. I guess it's a profession. Uh, hmm. it's uh, and, and I saw this artwork and I thought oh that just that reminds me just of this documentary thing I've seen um, so she got special treatment as well and um, <laughs> I'm not sure she's out yet actually I don't think you really previewed her but it, it's fine um, but yeah her, <laughs> I was about to say I'm like looking on the uh, I'm look, as you say it I'm kind of like looking through the faction and I'm like maybe I heard him wrong I guess <laughs> uh, yeah she, she's uh, she's going to be coming out she'll be for the um uh, eagles and the tengu the dissension uh so yeah uh but um yeah again i just I, I i saw the artwork and it reminded me of that thing so she's one of my current favorites so uh maybe not <laughs> a bit of a cop out choosing three but you know <laughs> hey that's uh honestly i just uh uh, a lot of times you'll you'll ask somebody that and they go, well, they're all my favorite. I'm like, yeah, that's not true. <laughs> like, no, I, I, like, I like that you very specifically picked them. Do you find it when you when you find the muse and the inspiration for like the ones you just named? Do you find it difficult uh, to move on to other ones and then to start developing for them where you didn't get that instant like muse off off the top? Um, so sometimes there's there's some. Uh... Some things just, just uh, yeah. Some things just click, and sometimes it's it's a lot of work. And I guess yeah. uh, if the ones that click just uh, like we did the the wolf warband, and that was seven models, and I had a concept that they would fight like a wolf pack, uh, so they would wear down the enemy, get them exhausted, and then all jump on them at once. Um, and that just seemed to work, and even to the point where we put it up for playtesting, and the, like the first week's feedback was like. Um, we've tried them. There's nothing to feedback. Everything just seems to work fine. Um, now we did change some stuff. There were some errors and things like that. I'm not going to say it was perfect, but sure. Um, uh, yeah, that, it, it, the whole thing did just click. I'm, I'm working on one now for uh, for the Jung Pirates. Uh, the the box is called the Deep, and it's a lot of deep sea creatures. And oh, um, oh baby, I've got uh, we've got a lot of profiles, and they're not quite working together how I want them. And that's the difficult part. So I, I, can, I keep uh, I keep putting them on the table and and sort of playing them just against myself playing the other list until I can get them to to click as a, a cohesive band. Uh, but that's yeah. That, if 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 one of them just works and one of them doesn't, I guess it evens out. So I, I'm okay. With that. <laughs> hey, that's not bad. Yeah, a lot of times it's uh, uh, you know, again, we've all played a lot of games and then. I'm I'm glad to hear that you you care about the playtesting, right? Because a lot of times you'll you'll play something, and a new thing comes out, or uh, like you know, one of my one example uses like Warhammer Underworlds, where like some of the factions are just 
head and t- like shoulders above like oh you're playing the elves <laughs> oh man free dinner thanks all right it doesn't matter what you roll <laughs> card you play i got it like it's a uh, um and like you play that and then i used to play that game and like i used to go to the, like the grand clashes i was really in really competitive buying all the card like card packs and doing all stuff um but yeah it would just be like and you look at the top like well i think the last grand clash i went to is in 2019 and the top like 10 fact top 10 factions were one of two so it's like uh stormcast ghost stormcast ghost stormcast ghost i'm like okay i mean like i'm not a game developer but like that's a problem <laughs> you know right like there's <laughs> all there's like 30 factions in this game like two show up you know like so it's, it's i like this here that you're like you want you're trying right like it's it's like a you care right and that's it sometimes it just doesn't feel like that always happens yeah definitely i i'm really keep an eye on things like tournament results and uh we, we've just moved to using uh an app called long shanks which oh uh, yeah okay which will track tournament results and things like that um i'm quite happy now just looking at winners and you know no faction is winning excessive amounts uh in fact i think all the major tournaments this year like the 30 plus player tournaments have all been won by different factions uh two of them were won by the same player but he used different factions so that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's definitely issues. Um, my, my plan at the moment is we, we're actually doing uh, what we call the balance errata. Um, we're about we're nearly four years into this edition, so we're going to look back. We're going to have a few tweaks at things. Um, mostly, this is going to be to make sure that some of those models that got missed get a little bump, so that they become more playable. But we'll also tone down anything that we made mistakes with and uh, and, and fix anything that's egregious. Um, uh, and I'm expecting this to be the only one that I do for this entire edition of the game. I don't know how long the edition is going to last, but um, I don't want to do this constantly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of issues myself. I don't know if you played War Machine during the days of CID or even just 40K today. We're like we, We've not had a, a big 40K release for a few months, but they've had four updates online. And I just, I don't want that for this game. So um, hoping to do one big balance change and then that'll be it. And the game should be settled. Um, there will still be new releases coming out, but uh, we're not going to go back and, and make huge changes in what you've already got. That's uh, cool. Because there's a lot of investment in a miniature, like uh, a lot of investment, in, like painting and building an army in 40K and then the next edition comes out and it's like, oh, sorry, yours is trash. And you're like, you know, not even that you, that doesn't have to be amazing, but like, you're like, oh, I can't really even compete, you know, that, so that's, that's always a bummer. And because you put so much of yourself into your army, uh, you know, like, it's nice that even, even the, like your smaller model count, um, you know, it's like, even though it's only like seven guys, like it's still like, that was my weekend, <laughs> you know, or some, or some people spend yeah. way more time, but you know, like that was like my time I took, I could have been doing anything else, but I spent, you know, modeling my dude cause I really <laughs> like him. And to know that he's not, even if he gets like forgotten, like, you know, game games grow past certain things. Once other stuff comes out and you got to go back and like give those other guys a little bit of a boost. Uh, but it's nice to know that they're not like just left out on, they're not like my shelf fodder of, you know, something that's just going to sit there and look pretty. <laughs> I might actually get to play them again. Yeah, uh, we, we're conscious that people have bought 
certain models and so we don't want to make them invalid or anything like that um especially uh like for, for example and i do love the uh the thing about this like i talked to 40k players and they're like oh yeah this uh magnus the red's been a bit of a problem he does far too much psychics but you know he is a genetically engineered leader of super soldiers who's ten thousand years old <laughs> what's the problem in your game and i'm like oh gorillas and bulls <laughs> uh, the, the gorilla list is really uh, uh, terrorizing certain factions, and and anybody who takes two bulls is doing really well at the moment. So, uh, but equally, you know, people paid for those two gorillas and those two bulls. So I don't want to make sure it's. I don't want to make it useless to have two. Um, but we we are going to have to tone those down. It's it's funny, Jay. We're like, yeah, oh, man, Darth Vader's really good. I don't know. And then to have someone be like, yeah, man, someone brought, oh, like, I can't imagine going to a tournament, like, oh, geez, like I brought double, double gorilla. Jeez, here we go. All right. I don't know. What am I going to do about that? Double bull? Come on. Like, the, the, the new meta. Like, uh, well, we just, we, uh, with the foxes, I, I don't know if you saw the fox box. Um, it oh, came yeah. with a separate. A separate theme, which is like all the sort of fairy tale creatures, um, and it can have both gorillas, but it also has uh, infinite monkeys. Every turn, you can deploy an extra monkey. Um, <laughs> just keep going. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's uh, animals are a big part of it, and, and it just turns out that uh, gorillas, whilst working for the temple, are fine, but once they join the yakuza, there's a problem with the gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm kind of like it's it's hard to even be like real mad about that like yeah <laughs> like, uh, it's you know it's like uh it's like when uh like they they were doing previews for mando coming out and he looks very strong and it's like you are the character like well it's mando he's supposed to be good right it's kind of a thing but it's, it's funnier to me that like just a pack of like organized crime gorillas is like God, it's like <laughs> monkey paw around the throat of the game, just like threatening. That's just, it's like a weird, it's a funny problem. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's actually pretty good. <laughs> but uh, um, I think that was all my questions. Jay, how about you? Yeah, I, I think this is a good start and a good primer for, you know, for our audience to, to get into this. If, if by the end of this uh, interview and you heard about organized crime uh, gorillas and infinite monkeys and you're not interested in this game, I think there's something wrong with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going, I'm like looking uh, like my bank account is about to frown because as we're talking about all this, I'm going, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm totally going to get that starter set, the Nari. I'm, oh yeah, oh yeah, that looks good too. <laughs> It's a good thing I was too busy at Adepticon because I for sure would have just been like, yeah, give me five of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get you the next one. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. now you will, for sure. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hey, we appreciate you coming on and, and giving us your time here. And uh, this game looks amazing. And Evan and I are looking forward to getting getting it on the table and start painting it and stuff. And so, um, you know, we'd really love to have you on again and, and talk more. Maybe when some of those miniatures that you spoiled come out, we can actually talk about them. Uh <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh yeah, thanks for having me on. Um if you're uh if you are interested, I uh, try and maintain a, a good presence on the Discord and the Facebook groups. 
So uh, definitely join those. Uh, anybody who's interested, if you get on there, there is uh, the, the Discord in particular is very busy. Um, lots of people willing to help with all kinds of stuff. You can look at the uh, painting and modeling section for uh, painting that I could never match and never hope to. Um, it always drives me jealous, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's uh, also rules questions on there. And um, usually myself or my main rules guy, Andy, uh, I can answer anything the same day. Um, so cool. uh, it's it's well worth joining that. Uh, and the Facebook group as well. I think it's called Bushido the Game. Um, uh, definitely worth having a look if you're, if you're getting into the game. Yeah, and we'll put all the we'll put the links to all the the social groups in the description of the podcast, so people can just click there and go to them. Perfect. Well, Jason, thank great. you so much for joining us. No, it's been great. Uh, good to see people getting into the game. So I I hope you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to come back and see what you think. Cool.